The galaxy is burning. Brother fights brother. And treason splits the Imperium of Man. This is the Age of Darkness. Whether you're a warrior of the Legiones Astartes, an adept of the Mechanicum, or just a mere mortal in a universe of madness, you'll find a place here. Welcome to the Remembrancer's Retreat, coming to you from within the depths of the Vengeful Spirit. He's drunk enough with as, power. Yeah. We're not hugged enough as children, you know, whatever. Or maybe hugged too much? That's uh, possible. No, too. Definitely not. <laughs> Ow. All right. Well, that project's anointed in blood now. <laughs> anointed in blood. Hello again. Welcome to the Remembrancer's Retreat, a Horus Heresy Warhammer 30K podcast. This is part two of Psy Arcana. I'm joined today by Stephen and Austin. Stephen is putting together his Adeptus Titanicus console with little nails. Terminal. Terminal. Yeah, Terminal. Excuse uh, me. Thank I'm you. stealing the idea straight from Austin, who magnetized all of his uh, nail heads and put them in the holes. Yep, so if you hear uh, the errant clipping of nails uh, or a startled worry. scream, oh, no! that's because the nail has... <laughs> Broken off and embedded itself into a person. And if Steven, you hear repeated pummeling after a short yelp, that means it hit my dog and I'm killing Steven. <laughs> wouldn't that wouldn't that be a yelp before the pummeling? Maybe I just wanna That <laughs> <laughs> totally was about to. I just cast precog, man. I just know. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. So if you guys were so just super, super on the edge of your seat from last episode. And you should be. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Continue. Sayarkana are spooky things. Continue to stay on the edge of that seat because we're about halfway through. Do not go any closer to the edge of the seat. You might fall off. This has been the Remembrance Retreat Safety. I swear to God. Briefing. <laughs> it's fine. See, we're just snipping nails i'm just expecting something just flying to somebody's eye right now so this is going to be an interesting episode guys we are living life dangerous yes yep nobody's wearing safety glasses false safety that's not safety glasses. those aren't rated i didn't have wear to wear side shields i didn't have to wear them on the range or in high school science lab <laughs> they count okay fair enough mm. i am not wearing safety glass steven's not and oh and God. i am beside steven though so it will hit right in there you know it will yeah. all right yeah. Warp guided. <laughs> it's okay. fine. The natural power of Fenris will protect me. All right. Uh, We've stalled enough. We've stalled two and a half minutes so far. Okay. Haha, -ha, 58 to go. Sayarkana. <sighs> Christ. Transvectic generators. Would you like me to read it this time? <laughs> yeah, you know what? That's a good idea. We're going to have you. Uh... Oh, fuck. Yeah. There you go. Well, I've fucked up, listeners. Um, <clears throat> Never volunteer we'll for book. anything. Go for it. You got the glasses, like uh, you said. The I safety gotta, glasses. God, now I gotta move my wine. <laughs> Jesus. Thirty percent of all podcasters are closet alcoholics. <laughs> you got that number is woefully low. <laughs> I was being generous. There you go. There we go. Oh, hang on, hang on. A true gentleman will be able to read and hold his glass of wine. And indeed I will. And so, okay, there um, we go. 
This is riveting. <laughs> riveting? Uh, so uh-huh. I believe the, the, fir- the first thing we're at is terminal lucidity injectors. Mm-mm-mm. No? Far no. left. This page is starting at this page. Transvectic. Oh, I'm sorry. Yep. Well, something for you to look forward to. <laughs> Spoilers. Uh, transvectic generators. Uh, various relics have been classified as or produced to be transvectic generators, whether they act through esoteric means, such as the so-called warp flasks or athames of the 17th Legion, or by technological means, such as the atherbaric plow and imperial split piston held in the status vaults of the phalanx. Regardless of the means by which these items function, they all act to create short-range, stable tunnel through the unreality of the warp, by which a being no larger than a legionary might traverse battlefield terrain or bypass fortifications entirely, relocating from one place to another in the blink of an eye via a warp conduit. However, such casual dalliance (laughs) with the powers of the warp is not undertaken without considerable risk, and the surrounding field created by a transvetic portal into the immaterium can quickly become unstable and drag the user and others nearby permanently into unreality. No biggie. It's fine. So, this is for librarians, esoterists, Moritat, Diabolus, or Saboteur console. Diabolus? All right, I like it. Who is not equipped with a jump pack, bike, or jet bike. You can take this for 25 points. Okay. So, uh, a model with a transvectic generator may not join any other unit. Boo. Um, mm. And it allows the model to relocate through the warp up to 18 inches in any direction in lieu of moving in the movement phase, ignoring intervening models and terrain. <laughs> yeah. And this is not once per game, right? Nope. It, it That's the way the world works now. So what's the bad stuff? There's got to be a um, catch. So for all intents and purposes, the model is moved as if using a jump pack, and this move has no effect on the model in further phases. Um, whenever you use it, you must roll a d6 on a roll of one. There we go. They immediately suffer the dragged into the warp result on the perils <laughs> of the warp table. <laughs> and any units within three inches of the model starting location also suffer d6 strength six AP one hit starting location. So you can't just dive bomb this guy for the purposes of wound allocation. Assume the attack is coming from the model, which suffered perils of the warp. <laughs> Oh, no. That's just on a one. That's on a one. Nobody rolls a one. It never happens. Never. It's a Uh one in six chance. So, really, it'll only happen the last turn of the game, right? That's how statistics work. Yeah. So, 18 inches. Is there anything else to that? No. It's just you get a free 18-inch disappear and reappear. (sighs) Um, That's pretty sexy. In lieu of moving in the movement phase. So, I assume... In lieu of moving... Yes, so I assume this means you can't use it if you're locked in combat. Is that the vibe I'm getting? Yeah, I and mean, you can't move. You can't move. Yeah, in, the, yeah. Also, yeah. in lieu of moving, does that also mean if you like, who can take this? Uh, librarian, esoterist, Moritat, Diabolist, or saboteur console. Okay, so n- the saboteur he has a heavy weapon, right? No, he's just the he's the Alpha Legion guy that can sabotage stuff. Okay, so none of those have heavy weapons, though, right? <laughs> Correct. Okay, yeah. so I was thinking, because it said in lieu of moving, so just pop in and just shoot as normal. Uh, can yeah, you give but I don't think anyone's got a heavy weapon. Does anyone have a heavy weapon that can take that? Not that I can think yeah. of. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But thought, if you give somebody an Inferno pistol and you're just moving at 18 inches, and this is, like, you can still run after you do this. Yeah. Like, they're a speedy little fucker. <laughs> Here's what I like. Diabolist. Um, give the Diabolist burning lore. 
Make him a psyker. Roll your powers on Malefic Demonology. Get Ye- summoning. Get summoning. You have a 30-inch threat range for dropping demons. Which you can make... Uh, Ruinstorm demons. Ruinstorm demons. So you get 10 of the lessers. You get mm-hmm. that one emanation. Mm-hmm. You give them... Uh, have one attack. Double your strength. Sunder. Yep. And, That's 10 uh, power fists coming at you. Well, strength 8. That's still a power fist. Yeah. Effectively. Yeah. Or give them, um, yeah, I mean, uh, give or them, any give them warp scions. Thing. Give yeah. them warp scions and give them psychic shriek. Uh, can't give them warp scions because you can't give them an etheric dominion. Uh, yeah, that's true. Womp, womp. You would have known that if you listened to the last podcast. Two podcasts ago. Two podcasts. I lost track. We're totally not recording two in the same time. Nope. Yeah, that would be madness. <laughs> we're, definitely not mil- we're definitely not milking this for our own benefit. Um, but yeah, that's a good point. That's rude. I was just thinking, man, you can give them like an Inferno pistol or something and teleport around and fuck up all the tanks. But Yeah. I mean, now the now the Diabolus is relatively safe from being close enough to summon to actually be a threat while still being, you know, he can he can hang out outside of retaliation. Yeah, yeah. Or you can jump somebody, uh, you know, because you're going 18 faster inches. than a regular infantryman. It's true. That's standard. That's like jet bike speed, isn't it? Or the uh, Eldar jet bike. I mean, it, Back in it's shenanigans. Yeah. You can give, you know, your librarian has psychic streak or something. You can get him up close and, like, nuke that militia artillery that's hiding in the back or something. Yep, fuck those guys. I mean, he can't join a squad, which is a downer. True. No, but he, but, I mean, but not necessarily being able to join a squad. 18-inch bubble, just go hide in a corner. Yeah. Like, every movement a, phase, hide in a corner. You don't care about difficult terrain. How much was this? 25 points. 25 points. He's a weak vehicle assassin. Give him a power mall and just zip around and charge vehicles and whack him in the back with strength. I was thinking six. Yeah. <laughs> or melt a bomb. Give him a fist. Yeah. Would you give him that? Because you know, a more attack can also take it, but yeah. more attack with a jet pack. Like, would you rather take that, a more attack with this, or more attack with a jet pack? Your more attack days are numbered anyway. You may as well take the, cha- the one the in six pack? chance of murdering the him. The jet pack for the deep strike, I would imagine. How many points is it? Oh. Uh, Probably less than 25. I'm not sure. Jump packs are 20, 15? I want to say 15. I could be wrong. I, I think I would, if it's 15, it's I, think I, would pay, I think I would pay the 10 points more. Think so? Yeah. Yeah, he's not riding around with a squad anyway. Unless it does unless he unless he's destroyers. destroyers. Which at that point, you're not going to be able to take this anyway either. Right. <laughs> so yeah, I, I think that this one is solidly in the mid-range. You know, it's it's cool. I think it's a lot of fun. There's mm-hmm. a chance it'll blow up in your face immediately. Yeah, rolling that uh, one's going to be devastating. But just like you but know, but for all of you former seventh edition Goblin players out there who are used to a one in six chance of everything going to shit, <laughs> this is great. Or a renegade, or a renegades and heretics player. Yeah, yeah. No, hey. I like I like this one a lot. It, it's solid. Yeah, and it's jump cool. pack is twenty points. Oh yeah. yeah, five more points. Absolutely. Oh yeah. Gotcha. Like, because what, you deep strike in, you can still scatter, you can, there's all sorts of bad things yeah. that can happen. This way, you just put them down at, to the edge of your, uh, edge of your field. And it seems like yeah, a very effective way to hunt vulnerable targets like militia artillery, uh, backfield, or backfield vehicles. And the clench factor of rolling for scatter is not there either. It's true. Yeah. You just, yeah, it's just the one you, you're just a, you're a mini Mortarion, is what yeah. you are. <laughs> yeah. I like it. I like okay, it. Cool. Uh, so next on the list is... Oh, Jesus Christ. 
Stephen has come. <laughs> the nails are not flying anywhere. He's just on the table, and they're they're okay, but the sound is just scary. <laughs> yeah, live in fear. <laughs> okay, sorry. Uh, so next on the list is the Etherkind projectors. Ooh. These immaterially charged weapons allow a telekind to project their psychic might in the form of focused bolts of etheric force. Um, they such potent devices are re-engineered from ancient artifacts recovered early in the Great Crusade by the Ninth Legion. Wait, yeah, Ninth Legion. Sorry, got a little dyslexic with my Roman numerals. Um, they were discovered to be held by only a single feudal community living within the ruins of once grand buildings of Chaskar IV, a world left largely barren and blackened, having neither recovered from the brutal civil war, having never recovered from the brutal civil war between the Fanet's former Psyker overlords and non-Psyker peasant classes centuries before. <laughs> Blunt peasants. <laughs> <laughs> so any Praetor who is a Psyker or a Librarian or Esoterist Consul in an army may take an Etherkind Projector for 25 points. Oh, this is the... Yes, I love this thing. Go ahead. Uh, so it's a Witchfire Psychic Power, which is automatically known by the bearer. Instead of attempting to manifest this power normally, simply allocate the appropriate number of dice from the controlling player's warp charge pool during the Psychic Phase towards this power. An Etherkind Projector has three firing profiles based on the number of warp charge points allocated... Mm -hmm. And once the weapon is fired, the warp charge is spent. So this is not actually casting a power. Mm -hmm. The enemy cannot deny it. This is just the thing that You're happens. Literally loading your psychic gun with warp charges. Yep. Um, so for two warp charges, it's 12-inch range, strength three, AP two, assault two, ether kinetic feedback. And we'll get to that in a second. Uh, for three warp charges, it uh, becomes range 18, strength five, AP two, assault three, and for four warp charges, 24-inch range, strength 7, AP 2, assault 4. Oof. <laughs> I love um, it. Ooh. Yeah. And for four warp charges, like, that that's the if equivalent got, of... That's, yeah, of that's the same that you the get. The equivalent of casting, like, a, a level 2 warp, warp charge power yeah, thing. Yeah, give or take. Which is, you know, kind of the low end of acceptable for the most part. It's mm -hmm. so what, Iron Arms 2? Or is Iron Arms Iron Arms 2. I don't do psychic shenanigans. Yeah. I don't so there you get, go. I don't ever for, luck out and get For the iron equivalent arm, so. of Iron Arm, per Steven, this is all Steven, <laughs> for the equivalent of Iron Arm, you can instead get a 24-inch range strength 7 AP2 Assault 4, which seems kind of awesome. Yeah. However, mm -mm. so it's a witch fire, remember, you have to roll to hit. That's true, yeah. And any roll to hit of one causes the bearer to suffer perils of the warp. Ooh, to hit. Mm. To hit. Although it does say any, not every, so four ones. I mean, even I, still. I feel you're still only doing it once. It's not great. I don't know any roll, to roll hit in one. Mm. Okay, I see what you're saying. I can't tell if that is each or any roll of a hit. Any causes the any. Read it exactly. <laughs> so any roll of one to hit causes the bearer to suffer perils of the warp. Is that? If I roll four ones, do I suffer four perils? I would say, I yeah, because it says say yes? any it's, instead of if you roll a one or if any one result is a one. As opposed to for every roll of one? I, I can see yeah. both sides. I'm kind of leaning towards Steven, though. I mean, I, I would, the, I would the like an independent be. character rolling more than one one in a volley of fire because they usually have BS5. I mean, that's just well, missing. Yeah, it doesn't matter. It, <laughs> you're no better off. Um, in fact you're worse off <laughs> yeah um i mean i i would love it to be but i think this might be one that we we're looking for a, a gw comment of some sort yeah because I, I can mean, very easily see people saying either way uh, i would like it to be every just because i think perils of the warp are hilarious because 
It's true. You know, something good might happen. <laughs> yeah. I love all of these perils of the warp chances that might happen because it just with the new with the new demon rules, uh, I just really want to run Dark Brethren more and more. And especially if my opponents are just increasing their odds of suffering instant <laughs> death perils. <laughs> it's great. Yep. But yeah, so a fun weapon. And how much was that? 30 points, you said? 25 points. 25 points. 25 points. And it's just cool. an extra psychic power yeah. that automatically goes and all yeah. that sort of yeah. stuff. So, yeah, I think it's a fun one. I think we might we might see that a good amount if somebody's got you know a psychic praetor. Yeah, although I feel like, depending on what they have as far as their uh, psychic disciplines, you could probably the warp charges are probably better spent somewhere else. But are they? So think about it. Think about the Fleximancer, right? Yeah. At 24 inches away... He's like a if you're if you're trying to be a blender, blender powers, yeah. if you're more than twelve inches away, none of those are really any yeah. use. If you're not charging that turn, you might as well just start shooting. Yeah, so gotcha. why yeah, not? Good point. You know? Good point. Or you generate a shit ton, right? You only you only have iron. Jesus, <laughs> you only have iron arm. You know, all right, that that'll be three or four warp charges, and I rolled a six. I've got. You know, how often do you see somebody be like, well, I've got these three extra warp charges. It's really, you know, looking through the the list of powers you've got. Do I really want to do that? Yeah. No more thinking about it. Now you know. Nice. All right. Kai so, guns. It's the way of the future. <laughs> so, back to the thing that we mentioned earlier. The terminal lucidity injectors. This sounds dangerous. Oh, terminal lucidity. Never. <laughs> that sounds like just a straight sounds, up 70s yeah. sci-fi book. You've, so really like Phil, something like Philip K. Dick would have. Uh, <laughs> You're so sane that you died. This device was discovered by the Dark Angels while destroying a large Xeno city compound on an oxygen-rich death world. Destroyed it good. Whose name has since been purged from Imperial records. That's so how we roll. Destroyed super <laughs> good. The world was commanded by the planet's tall and lithe masters who lorded over a heavily muscled, gene-bulked slave wins, stock. But, yeah. A nah, barely you, humanoid form. You found the Urken and you destroyed all of them. <laughs> Ruled by the tallest. <laughs> These creatures were spent as commodities of war against the other compounds of that world, which battled in competition for the planet's scarce mineral resources. Sounds like we did them a favor. Yeah, right? <laughs> <laughs> they had it coming. <laughs> this planet's name was Prospero and it deserved it. Um, the stocky warriors were bonded from birth with subcutaneous collars carved with symbols of esoteric meaning, which siphoned a portion of the wearer's natural psychic energy over the course of their lifespan. At the end of their brutal lives, this life force would be pumped directly back into their souls to send them into a death-induced fury of vitality. <laughs> Hot damn. Mm. Talk about blaze of glory. Any Holy shit. Any independent character in an army may take a terminal lucidity injector for 20 points. I can see the Dark Angels. Man, did you see that? That was awesome. <laughs> like, we got to get us some of these. <laughs> hey, hey, Course Wayne, come here. <laughs> when a model bearing a terminal lucidity injector loses its last wound, but before it is removed from play, it does one of the following. If the model loses its last wound in the shooting phase or psychic phase, the model may immediately shoot its ranged weapon or weapons at the unit which removed its last wound, or if that unit is out of range or line of sight, the closest enemy move unit, as if it were the controlling player's shooting phase. Eh. Eh. If he loses his last wound in the fight subphase, the model may make a pile-in move and make a single attack, regardless of whether or not it's already fought in the assault phase in initiative step one. That's a little disappointing. Death Sworn Light? A single attack. A single attack. Now, if it could do, like, all of its attacks. Yeah, like, fought an extra round, I'd be all about it. Yeah. 20 points. 
Yeah, but I mean, that's a power. That's another Power Fist Thunder Hammer Paragon Blade. Yeah, but a single. Yeah, you're paying twenty points for that though. I already paid twenty points for the damn hammer. When you've already <laughs> when you've already lost the combat, probably because let's face it, if your Praetor is dead, then you're not. It's yeah, you've lost probably bad times. It's not good times. Yeah, no. But it's any independent character. Any independent character. But still, yeah. Anyway, so shooting, eh. fighting, anything else? No, that's what happens. I thought it and was one of points? three things. No, no, Four. it was one of the following. One of the following. Oh, one of the following. And how many points was that? 20 points. Any independent character. <sighs> 20 is... Nah. nah. And also... Hard pass. I've would... only taken one of these things, right? Like... Yeah. No. No Aether Kind Projectors. Yeah. There, there's better stuff out there. I, I was really hoping... Get your Praetor killed in order to make use of your 20-point <laughs> relic. <laughs> yes. I was Slay really, really hoping, reading the fluff, that it was something that you were like, you know, hey, those like... 10, 10 new recruit space marines. Yeah. No, guys, this is part of the gene implant process. Don't worry about it. And just like have them go crazy at the yeah. end of it. It's a weird, from the fluff perspective, it seems like a weird thing to give to an independent character. Yeah, I'm not not too excited by, about, by that one. Yeah. To be fair, a lot of these things feel like a weird thing to give to an independent character. <laughs> but like this specifically, hey, we saw their slave soldiers had these, like the equivalent of friends on. Yeah. Let's give it to our Praetor. That's a good idea. Yeah. Yeah. I want to give this to my Imperial Militia Levy. <laughs> they already have friends on. Yeah, but they could do better drugs. There's always time to do better drugs. <laughs> All right, so that's a hard pass. For 20 points, I, I yeah. maybe yeah. pay 10. 20 points to kill one Marine and, after your Warlord dies. Yeah, and the thing right? it is, like, I'm trying to think of, like, a fluffy, like, what? Where's the fluffy... So obviously you're not taking this if you're trying to win a game. Emperor's children. It, like, it sounds like some uh, I could traitor see bullshit. Emperor's children character like taking the, it. The spite like, like hit you no, back. No, not necessarily like the spite. Just, hey, this is some new drug to try. Oh, it killed me. <laughs> Oops. Mm-hmm. Uh, a world eaters character world to represent the nails. Yeah. Um, that's it, mostly. Traitor stuff. Yeah, traitor, yeah. traitor bullshit. Just traitor things. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so <laughs> come on, Steven. Yeah. Yeah. You, you liked it. So moving on empath bonds, bombs or bonds bonds with a D O N D S. Mm. Interesting. The empath bond technology was recovered by the iron hands and Luna wolves during the liberation of Genesis two in which they fought back hordes of unrestrained psychers. You may notice iron hands seem to be recovering a lot of this shit. Yeah. I mean, you know, weird technology is kind of their jam. Yeah, that's true. Uh, a thousand sons of Archaeotech. The source of this power was discovered after felling a group of psychers, and it was found that they each shared a fragment of a psychoactive meteorite embedded in their flesh. Mm. All of these psychers were eradicated, and with them the knowledge of their bonding methods lost. Only through an extremely complicated etheric process could two fragments of this material be bonded by the artifices of imperial science, effectively forming an inextricable link between two psychers' souls, regardless of the distance between them. This allows the psychers to share their power, drawing upon each other's strength to make them both far stronger than they would have been alone, as well as giving them the ability to transfer a portion of their own vitality to their partner in times of dire need. So mm. it's, it's <laughs> like promise rings. Yeah. That BFF necklace. Best friends forever. Uh, so, before the game begins, to like two independent character models who are psychers, have the Legion as a starty special rule, and, and are in the same de- detachment to form an empathic bond for 15 points per model. Only one pair of psychers may share an empath bond in an army. Why is this not for 30 points? Um, 
So for 30 points, you pick two independent characters who are psychers and are space marines in the same detachment and do this thing. So long as both of the selected models, which make up the empath bond, are present on the table, they gain the Eternal Warrior special rule. Ooh, that's handy. So Eternal Warrior for 15 points a model is pretty sweet. Um, additionally, if either model in an empathic bond suffers peril of the warp, both models suffer the same effect on the perils of the warp table. Oops. Don't get dragged into the warp. Nah, but double super saiyan. Double super saiyan. If at any point during the game, a model in an empathic bond loses a wound other than from perils of the warp, so long as the other model in the empathic bond can draw line of sight to the wounded model, it may attempt to reach into the ether and transfer a wound to itself. Uh, so one guy gets shot, the other guy can see him. He can try to do some psychic nonsense to take the wound unto himself, which I, I like that. Um, so you roll a D six. If the result is three or higher, the original model does not suffer the wound, which is instead transferred to, and therefore suffered by its partner in the empathic bond. Interesting. Once the wound has been transferred, no further attempts to reallocate it can be made. Uh, if the result is a two, the attempt fails and the original model is wounded as normal. If the result is a one, instead of stealing the pain of their bonded partner, the models absorbs the suffering of the wider battle and loses a wound with no saves of any kind allowed. The original model suffers a wound as normal. <laughs> Oops. Um, so, should one of the models in the empathic bond be slain by any means other than being dragged into the warp, the empathic bond is broken and no further effect on the remaining model. <laughs> Um, interesting. So it's it's 15 points for Eternal Warrior. That's almost worth like it on its own. In 30, right? Like you put it on your Praetor, you have like your chaplain or whoever also Eternal Warrioring. That's good. I mean, that's what I do. And then, but think about it. So you're you're in a challenge with the opposing Praetor, right? Fleximancer comes down and smacks somebody and they just sort of mutually annihilate each other. But the Fleximancer, his buddy in the corner, can draw a line of sight and sucks enough wounds out that the guy's still alive. I like it. That's not terrible. Yeah. That could go bad, but one in six chance. Like It's essentially, you know, three. The, the only downside is you. Well, I guess you could look out, sir, fail your look out, sir, then do this. Right? Yeah. I wonder if the wound that's allocated comes with all of the same effects. Like if a library, if a T4 librarian gets hit with a power fist would normally suffer instant death. His buddy successfully steals the wound. Does the wound going on to his buddy constitute a strength eight hit? So I'll, I'll read through it again. The, and we can, we can think about this for a second. So, Successful. Not that it would matter if I guess he has Eternal Warrior, but mm. I guess the AP value. Well, no, you've already suffered it. Yeah, I guess it yeah. doesn't really matter. Um, but it is on a three or higher. The original model does not suffer the wound. It is instead transferred to and therefore suffered by its partner in the empath bond. And you can't. Yeah, suffered by transferred to sounds like it would uh it would carry over all the same effects. Yeah, which would still be rough rough if you got hit by something that causes additional wounds like a legatine axe or the Apollonian spear. Or instant 
well, instant no, death instant won't death matter, matter with an, with Eternal Warrior, but yeah. still, stuff like Legatine Axes hurts. Yeah. Um, on the whole, though, I like this. Like, yeah, Eternal Warrior's nice. Like again, Eternal. for fifteen points. Yeah, it's hard to beat. Yeah. Um, you know, you might get how many complaints that not enough stuff has Eternal Warrior, right? Yeah. Now, granted, granted, independent character like named independent characters can't take these yet. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, and I think it will be a little rough for people who aren't like Thousand Sons because you need to have two independent character models who are psychers and are space marines. I mean, word bearers can do it. Yeah, now we have more. How, uh, how often? How often are you taking two psychers in your army right now, Stephen? Every time. Every time. All right. Well, there you go. There you go. Yeah, yeah. No, my praetor, my praetor always rolls on biomancy, and my chaplain always rolls on telepathy. I forgot that your chaplains are all dirty psychers. Yeah, yeah. But <laughs> also consider that now you have more than just librarians. You have esoterists, and you have a uh, nullificator primes. That's true. As, well, as I was just thinking, like as a as a loyalist player, I bring one sometimes, and I feel like space wolf, like a rune priest, is pretty fluffy. Um, but like imperial fists don't really care about it. But like the other loyalists. And even other traders, I feel like they generally only bring one, if anything, or they're Thousand Sons. Yeah. yeah. So this might be, you know, see a little bit more psychic powers on the Loyalist side mm-hmm. to get that double Eternal Warrior out there. Yep. Pretty it's sexy. Exciting. I mean, I know Jared would probably enjoy a uh, Eternal Warrior Terminator character. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Although, you have to consider that most independent characters, other than Praetors that you're giving it to, only have two wounds. That's a fair point. Yeah. yeah. Like, Eternal Warrior is nice and all. But like two wounds. Ether rune armor space wolves. Three wounds each. <laughs> <laughs> We're better than you and we know it. <laughs> Steven has no rebuttal. He, he, well, <laughs> Dumb he, space furries. <laughs> he spent a year not being able to smack off space wolves and this is the result. He's it, now <laughs> It did things to me. I'm a changed man. <laughs> A shout-out to our top-tier patrons this week, Alex Self, Chris Mack, and Joe Kirkus. Thank you so much for your support. It helps us keep this show running. And if you'd like to become a patron as well, go over to patreon.com forward slash rr30k podcast. Um, all right, so the next thing on our list, uh, sacrificial innervation. Not intervention, innervation. Intervation. Yeah. Inner. Innervation. Innervation. Brand new words were <laughs> the best you're reading today. The best words. Big, beautiful words. That thing. <laughs> um, one of the darkic right, darkest rites of known esoterica, only the most desperately power-hungry psychers undergo sacrificial innervation. In doing so, they forgo the bonds of humanity and morality to sacrifice a piece of their own soul in pursuit of the deeper knowledge of the warp. Horcruxes. They're making horcruxes. <laughs> Read every possible fuck up the Thousand Sons did, not knowing why. Um, they trade the mortal essence. The tr- this trade of mortal essence for psychic essence can take many forms, uh, such as ghastly blood rituals, sadistic carnivals of sacrifice, and literal compacts with demons. Again, Thousand Sons. They didn't mm-hmm. know. Whatever the case, if successful, such a right leaves the practitioner both greater and lesser than they once were. Though they may gain a new blaze of knowledge and power behind their eyes, their mortal forms are invariably shriveled to husks of their former vitality, or else they are stocked by a beast of the warp, waiting for but a moment of weakness. So, any praetor who's a psyker, a librarian, esoterist, or diabolist console may take this for 20 points. Give me that diabolist. You add plus one to their psychic mastery level to a maximum of four, 
and may choose to re-roll the dice when determining their warp charge pool. That seems super good, right? Yeah. Steven's looking at me. That's good. Yeah. That's good. <clears throat> However, they also subtract one from their wounds characteristic before the game begins. Yay, one wound Diabolus. <laughs> like a hero. Not worth. No. Not that's worth. That's rough. And that's especially bad for an esoterist. <laughs> Yeah, 20 points seems a little rough for all these two-wound guys. Like, on a Praetor, I could kind of see it, though. No, think of how terrible it is for an Esoterist, right? An Esoterist only manifests his powers on Sanctic Demonology, which means he doubles. Any double that he suffers, he perils. Most of the perils come with a wound that just gets suffered. They lose one of their two wounds (laughs) just by taking it. You gonna die. Yeah, sure, you're like a level... Now you're a level two Esoterist. Okay, Cool. Reroll your dice. All right. Neat. Immediately suffer perils and die in the first turn. Yeah, I having made a bunch of jokes about Thousand Suns while reading this, this seems like one that the Thousand Suns alone are going to be taking a lot on their Praetors. Because they it's need like good. they they do not want to roll those ones for generating like warp charge pool, right? Well, I mean, I think one of their rights allows them to roll two dice and pick anyway. And you can re re-roll. Be extra sure. But yeah, it, it's a little it's a little rough for two wound models. Hmm. All right, so we'll we'll call that one a pass. Uh, the Digitalis Arcanus, part ancient cognition device and part psychobiometric interface, the Digitalis Arcanus is a relic of the Dark Age of technology, which requires the arcane attentions of its wearer to function. Under the ministrations of those given to a particular kind of lore, uh, this can be made to swell its owner with power, enhancing their reflexes and talents for pain, as well as imparting an unearthly knowing in its bearer's mind. Though the boost is temporary, it can grant a warrior superlative abilities for the duration of a battle, filling them with a heady sense of greatness, which they quickly come to crave after its passing. Repetitive desire for the power of the Digitalis Arcanus comes at a great cost, however, as when the unnatural power ebbs, so too a portion of the user's very soul is sapped away into the device. This seems like fun. Uh, one librarian, diabolist, or esoteric console in attachment with at least two psychic mastery levels can take this for 30 points. Mm-hmm. I don't know why it specifies one, because, again, you can only have one of these. Um, but there we go. At the beginning of any of their turns, the controlling player may activate the Digitalis Arcanus. This grants the bearer an increase of plus D3 to both their attack and initiative characteristics until the end of the following player turn. Ooh, Flexomancer just of gets their scarier. following player turn. Um, after the effects have worn off, the bearer's attacks and initiative characteristics are reduced to one for the remainder of the game. God <laughs> damn it, it was so close. Yikes. Mm. 30 points. I mean, I guess if you have warp speed, then that's one turn of superpower, and then every other turn of just casting warp speed on yourself to keep yourself in. Does that give you extra attacks? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It How gives many? you three extra. Three? Yeah. So like even a even a um, a withdrawal suffering, you know, psyker can still I, get. Four. I take it back. I with with that. I mean, provided you roll that ability, right? Like you still have to get it, right? But if you do have it, then you're right because you normally when you hit the big thing, like you only get into one fight. You really need to win a game usually. After that, typically it's, it's against either, Death Sworn. Yeah. Right. <laughs> At that point, after that, you're either dead or you're just like mopping up things that are sort of chaffy. 
Um, thirty points though. That's still that's a lot to um to get D three extra attacks. Yeah, and initiative. And initiative. When you could just pay twenty five points for a one in six chance to get warp speed. It's true. Uh, so divining blades, weapons of ancient providence, forged from the unimaginably rare nightmare steel. The divining blades are relics far beyond mortals can to comprehend. It is said of such weapons that they are keen enough to cut unreality and reality both when swung, that their subtle edges, which lie beyond both of those dimensions, can never be blunted, and that they have an oscillating frequency in synchronicity with the turning of the universe itself. Charged with uns- fucking metal. Right? Like, Nightmare Steel already sounds like a bad Norwegian rock band. Like we're, <laughs> we're, all, we're all over or it. Or a good one. Or a good one. Uh, charged with untold etheric power, a divining blade can locate and sever the true essence of a demon within the warp if it passes into what? proximity with its edge. No. And thus, these artifacts inspire a primal terror in demons which behold them. That's kind of cool. Here I am, walking along <laughs> in the material universe, my blade just flensing random demons in the immaterium. This better be a pretty sweet war gear. Yeah, One model in the army bad. may exchange their paragon blade oh. to a divining blade for 30 points. Ooh. So that's a lot. That's we'll, a 45 we'll point weapon. Let's see we'll see if it's worth it. Uh, it is a melee weapon, naturally. Strength plus two, AP one. Oh. Melee, instant death, mastercrafted, Silash, two handed. Holy shit. Um, and again, <laughs> What's Sil- up, Dark Angels? Weren't you just complaining <laughs> about how. Uh, and again, <laughs> Silash, if a weapon with this special rule causes an unsaved wound on a model who is a demon or a psyker at all. Um, then one randomly selected model in the unit with the special rule suffers peril of the warp in addition to any other damage. Right. Can yeah. you read the weapon type again? Uh, it is melee, strength plus two, AP one, uh, melee, instant death, mastercrafted, silash, two-handed. Damn. You're striking with that at initiative. Oh, yeah, you oh, are. Yeah. Holy shit. Oh, yeah, There's no are. unwieldy to that or nothing. And... I mean, the you have to. Silash is just fucking icing on the cake, right? Like, oh yeah, it's instant death. And P.S. Like the one guy that survived, it perils. Well, okay. So before everybody okay, gets so all, I will say, all right, all right. No, 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 so no. far, Steven, Steven's about to be a downer. Let's. Yeah, before everyone gets all super keen on divining blades, um, bear in mind that sure you're hitting at initiative and you're hitting really hard, but most of the big units that you're going to be using that against, like Samus, Korax, uh, Greater Demons, Eternal Arch Warrior, Demons. yeah, 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 yeah. No, no, no. Well, I mean, yes, yeah, Samus has Eternal Warrior. Demon Lords don't. Big, huge, like, gribblies out of the demon list don't. Demon Lords do. Great on the, but, the regular Greater Demons don't. But they have higher initiative. Yeah, but here's the thing. No, they don't. Demon Lords? They're like initiative four. Wait, wait, we can check this. <laughs> yeah, we can check this. I don't, I'm not using this on just demons, dude. <laughs> That's yeah, true. No, this, is, this, is a, this is a solid bring it and fuck up everyone's day. I am very happy because this, the rules for this weapon have lived up to the fluff text. It's like, true. For sure. Yeah, that's a Dark Angels weapon. Yeah, that thing is sexy. Uh, Turns out they put Dark Angels rules in book eight after all. Uh, <laughs> Why are you... You have malevolence right no, in front I of do. you. Why are you trying to, 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 to list? I don't know where the, where the list is. It's, uh, it's just a few pages right. behind. 
It's like you're you're getting there. You're close. Warmer. And the the, the listeners can hear it. Here it is. Yeah, Greater Demons, Demon Lords. Ruin Storm, Demon Lord, Initiative 4. Oh! Ooh. Stabby stab. Uh, it'd be a shame if someone gave him Quicksilver Speed. He does have eternal, initiative. He does have Eternal Warrior. However, the Greater Demons don't. The Chosen don't. Every unit in this army is multi-wound. So I still say... I, this just seems like a good buy. Like it's yeah. it's heavy. It's it forty five points is not cheap, but yeah. And every you could buy everything four whole is, tactical marines. For every, that. Everything is instant death, right? Not not a paragon blade. You no know, sixes yeah. are instant. death. No, no, it's all instant death. AP one. Only on praetors, though. Well, mm-hmm. pra- champions. Yeah, champions it, can reroll their glorious intervention and just show up and <laughs> chop somebody's head off. But see, let's also think about this. AP one. Mm-hmm. Only uh, vehicles are going to care about that. It's true. Yeah. It's true. Could be a decent Dreadnought smasher. Uh, hitting at strength, strength six, six versus though. 13. That's yeah. true. No, by so all means, try and go armor. fight a Dreadnought <laughs> with that. It'll do so it. So the AP one is kind of just showing off. It is style points. It I mean, also you're, you're going you're gonna to pin like any Rhino chassis vehicle on a four. Yeah, true. Like, and then you've got AP one, so point. you're just like cutting the damn thing in half. Plus, that not to mention a horde of sentinels. Not to mention when your opponent tells you to take this many strength AP one wounds, that AP one is already just a it's demoralizing. A psycho- it's psychological warfare. Yeah, yeah, I like it a lot. This it's like great. it's made of nightmare steel. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, super good. But yeah, that's I would say that's the first Cyarcana we've looked at that is universally good against everything. Yeah, this might be the one. Like, if you're one of those whack guys coming out to Nova to to win an event that does not give out prizes for winning all your games. Yeah, you know, since Malkadors aren't super heavy anymore, I guess you could take <laughs> a, a Divining Blade. That's the Excruciatus weapon for sure. Yeah. Um, aw, look at this. This is adorable, this next one. You guys ready for it? Do it. Chigorian Dream Plate. <laughs> That's the word. Dream Plate. I know um, it probably means armor, but I still want to think of it as like a little china plate. <laughs> I, I am just head. assuming. All I hear is I just see a cloud. That's all. I'm just assuming <laughs> that they hang dream catchers off their armor. Like it's just power armor with little hooks to hang dream catchers off of. Yeah. Uh, so, dream plate is a layer of additional protection, as much physical armor as etheric barrier, worn over the war plate of a worthy legionary to guard against the darkest beasts of heaven, i.e. They've attached dream catchers to his power armor. Look, I read that uh, Stephen King book. I know how this goes. No, I'm sorry. It, uh, each example of the dream plate is hand chiseled, lacquered, and embellished by the storm shields of the white scars. All right, so it's not a dream catcher. <laughs> Boo. Uh, these are then granted to the most stoic heroes amongst their own legion and gifted only to most respected warriors among the other legions. Uh, the white scars' close allies were few during the Great Crusade, and it is for this reason. Chagorin Dreamplate is a rare, much plies possession for those few who are blessed to possess it. Uh, though by the time of the Horus Heresy, many of the White Scar's own heroes had died and their hallowed protection was plundered by whoever could acquire it. Sounds like that wasn't really great protection. It's a little yeah. rude. Also, uh, so one Praetor Centurion or Consul in the army can take this for 10 points. Not bad. It is a little sad that they don't seem to give White Scar's a special on this one. You know, like Boo. you get two or whatever. Um, so, model equipped with the Turing Green Plate has a three-up invul save against any wounds caused by models with the Demon or Demon of the Ruin Storm special rules. Um, okay. 
That's cool. Makes nullificators really good, though. Put yeah, I was, I was just thinking to myself, like, it, I don't know. I guess we'll have to see how common demons are to see if this is one that you shove into your all-comers list just because one out of three games you're going to be fighting demons or not. Is it demon or demon of the ruin storm? Both. Or both. Okay, so like it's it's at least an auto take against uh, word bears. Yeah, Gal Vorbach. Yeah, so it, yeah, Gorval, Gal Vorbach, oh, Gal Vorbach or Vorbach any unit. You're right. Yeah, or any unit that just rolls a demon on dark channeling. Yeah. So almost any army with a Diabolus is probably rocking dark channeling on at least one or two units. Yeah, that's true. All right. So and ten points is not bad for a three up invo. Like that's solid. Yeah. And again, on a it's. It becomes practically an auto take on a nullificator prime because he rerolls his invuln saves God. against demons. Yeah, be straight up custodes bullshit. Yep. Welcome back to Shield Captain Days. Um <laughs> All right. So next on the list is the Liber Magra Veneficarum. Mm. Copies of this ancient what? You just made that word up. Yeah, they did. They did make it <laughs> they up. They literally made it it's up. It's like this is a work of fiction, Stephen. <laughs> no, Warhammer is life. It's true. Future history. That's 30K. It's a historical. Um, <laughs> copies of this ancient grimoire within which is contained text from human and Zeno's histories, which entirely contravene any and all tenets of the imperial truth, have been hunted by the elucidators and burned on a thousand worlds. Ooh. It is an evil work full of the incantations and processes of ritual designed to bring forth the terrors of the depths of the warp. The original tome is thought to have been compiled during the darkness of old night and is lost, though many ritualist cultures have preserved hand-copied examples of the grimoire throughout the millennia thereafter. Certain desperate and unscrupulous warriors among Horus's armies are thought to have acquired copies during the Age of Darkness, though even they surely knew it was a vile thing which mankind would be best served to forget. Uh, so this is new. Any traitor allegiance independent character which is not a psyker demon or demon of the ruined storm may take this for 25 points. Okay. Interesting. I um, like it. The Liber Magra Veneficarum grants the bearer one level of psychic mastery, but they are granted only the incursion malefic demonology power. Ah, oh, dude, that's good. That's kind of awesome. Here's yeah. this book. Summon you a pile of demons. And I don't think an incursion is 25 points. Incursion doesn't summon lessers. Incursion summons like brutes and beasts, I think. I don't know. Summons the moors. We go find out today. Uh, Not the lessers. Incursion creates three ruin storm demon bre beasts or ruin storm demon brutes. Yeah, and brutes are pretty tough. Brutes are pretty tough. Uh, they're the strength five tough to cat's guy base. I like yeah. that. And you know you're going to get it? Well, the question points. is, so it makes them a psyker. Yep, level one. Level one. Uh, so they still have to actually cast the power and manifest it, which means if they're not a demon, they're still periling. You might get it off twice. That's a fair and valid point. Mm-hmm. But uh, eh, I still like it. 25 points isn't a bad price to pay for that, I think. No. Like, that's no. not something you don't cast it every turn. You yeah, you cast it when it when it, it becomes important. Like yeah. you need to screen a charge that's about to come, throw up some demon brutes. Yeah. Cast it when it counts. Uh so I think this is the last one. It is. It is Icon of the Blazing Sun. 
The symbols of the emperor, a golden Achilla, a star of Fulgurite, an ornamented Raptor Imperialis, a lightning totem, and the carving of crossed thunderbolts. These are the signs of the blazing sun. Holding these relics aloft and invoking his name for some strange and inexplicable reason among those truly loyal creates an aversion to the scions of the warp. The power of his title and symbols are said to be able to protect the faithful from the depredation of the creatures of the warp and from the evil intentions of psychers. However, to call upon his name in vain or to lack true conviction and be found wanting in faith can lead to ever more dire consequences. All right, so uh, rules is written. The emperor is a god. Uh, yeah, that, that That's fluff, it. fluff has written. That's, yeah, there, yeah, there it is. Morgar was right. <laughs> the emperor was wrong. Here we go. So, one loyalist allegiance independent character per detachment may take an icon of the Blazing Sun for plus 30 points. That's awesome. Take two with an allied detachment. <laughs> if a traitor allegiance... take one, though. Per detachment. Oh, does it say per detachment? Oh. It specifically says per detachment. Oop. Must have zoned out there for a second. If a traitor allegiance psyker within 12 inches of the icon successfully attempts to manifest any psychic power in the current psychic phase, the bearer of an icon of the blazing sun may attempt to nullify that power. To do so, the bearer must take a leadership test. If passed, the power does not manifest. <laughs> hey, Austin. <laughs> fuck you. Nah, listen. Any loyalist force commander. We can be heroes again. <laughs> Hot damn. What is more what is more imperial than some beleaguered militia commander holding up like wrought iron crossed lightning bolts and screaming the emperor's name uh, and denying warp powers uh, with it? Deny the shit out of those. This is making it into my list. That's I, my I'm a traitor and that's my favorite Arcana. <laughs> so if the leadership test is failed, the power is manifested unaffected. And the bearer of an icon of the blazing sun suffers a wound with no saves of any kind allowed. <laughs> gets a little hot. It's fine. If the it gets worse, <laughs> of course it does. If the result of the test was double six, if you boxcars this, the bearer's faith is found wanting. Uh -oh. They are consumed by the power they sought to invoke and are immediately removed from play with no saves of any kind allowed. Oh. Oh. <laughs> Man, not only is the emperor the god, emperor but he's kind expects. of a dick. <laughs> <laughs> that is oh, awesome. They will be found wanting, and lo, he shall find them. Mm. Yeah. That's super cool, though. Additionally, any demon oh, or demon of the Ruin Storm is reduced to weapon skill one when locked in combat with a, a model carrying an icon of the Blazing Sun. Right, so you were saying about my militia not being able to handle demons? Take weapon skill one and shove it! <laughs> Shove it! All right, so again, how many points and who can take this? Uh, one Loyalist Allegiance independent character per detachment for 30 points. <sighs> Still, though. I mean, you're, you're force commander of what? Eight, nine? eight. Oh, he's eight? We're not good at this. I mean, that's not terrible. <laughs> it's better than 50-50. Yeah. And again, this is one of those that can fuck somebody trying to buff himself. Yeah, that's definitely worth nullifying. Oh, I, is it once per phase or does it at any time... If a traitor's allegiance psyker within 12 inches of the icon successfully attempts to manifest any psychic power that's, in the current psychic that's phase. Great. They have to succeed first. Then so if it goes, dude, and, and reading it, it also doesn't seem to replace deny, just like your regular chance to deny. Yeah. Uh, you got to yeah. try to deny first. Sure. But if that doesn't happen, then you can leadership check. Pull out old faithful. Yeah. <laughs> <Just>. <laughs> 
Uh, the power of him compels you. So again, you. even though that's really cool for mortals, um, my thoughts are drawn to the uh, Nullificator Prime, mm-hmm. who's basically, like, he's built for hunting demons. Yeah. And Give we have, him the icon, send him after a big, scary demon character who's now reduced to weapon skill one. Yeah, And we haven't talked about the units yet, but we'll, uh, we'll do a... Sh- we haven't talked about the, oh, uh, the yeah the Nullific. All the, all we'll the do fun. that. We'll do that next. Do a little mini episode in between so we can catch up. <laughs> <laughs> Stephen loves that. I love it too. That's why I put it on this soundboard. It's good. It's real good. <laughs> Sorry, I'm, I'm not even paying attention. I'm just thinking. It started about as ironic, my but glorious, now it's kinda... my glorious militia commander charging forward. Striding manfully at the head of his forces. If you don't pulling take, out his he's icon, pointing, isn't he? his his model is him pointing. Yeah. yeah. If you don't saw off his hand and give him some sort of icon, then I'll, I'll you need to give him one of those uh those imperial tank command upgrades. That big giant eagle <laughs> just hanging around his neck like a flavor flavor. <laughs> <laughs> For the emperor. Uh, yep, that'd be good. DJ I, force uh, commander. Actually, there's um. There's a couple of little Imperial Guard bits that are just small uh, icons mm-hmm. of the Guard. And that'd be kind of cool to have, like, hanging from a chain. Oh, yeah. And also, just, like, lightning totems and stuff like that. All those Sigmarines have little nonsense oh, like yeah. that. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. Maybe you can give him a chest plate, right? So he just rips his shirt open, and there it is. Yeah. Superman. Superman. Yeah. <laughs> Man, I'm getting excited. Like, I, I now really, I have to make choices, dude. This is, there, there are... I gotta make oh, choices yeah, now. You want, you want your divining blades, bro? I've never want wanted to play blades? a loyalist army until today. <laughs> that's such a cool relic. I right. that's my favorite, hands down, is my favorite. I, I gotta say, I've had enough of psychic shenanigans for the past few years. <laughs> I'm gonna take that. Bitch. It's only gonna yeah, get that worse. Root, that, all that karma is about to come back on Jason and I. We've been, <laughs> we've been basically running psychers unopposed for three years. No longer the emperor protects. Oh, or man. burns you alive from a grave, very great height. <laughs> I mean, worth it. If, worth you get it. Bur- if you get burned alive by the emperor, you won't get eaten by demons. I am no doubt cursing myself, but I've never rolled boxcars with my force commander before. <laughs> <sighs> Not about to now. What is it they say? Never is the word that God listens for when he wants to have a laugh. And the emperor is a god. He is our shield and protector. <laughs> Man. So. Wild. Yeah. You said that was 30 points, right? 30 points. A very Dude, solid take. That's fucking a worth very it. very solid take. Yeah, I mean, that's... Marines pass their leadership nine times out of ten, so, like, leadership eight, that's high enough to pass and deny powers. That's... Leadership yeah, eight, like, that's comfortable. And, you know, I'm, I'd I'm be all excited to, to do it for militia, but, like, my Space Wolf Praetor... This is solidly in their fluff bivouac, right? They just don't fucking believe that yeah. that shit's going to work. Just and it doesn't super work. hate psychers. <laughs> are you denying because you have faith in the emperor? Or do you just hate like, psychers nah, bro, that much? I just fucking hate you. <laughs> <laughs> and their leadership, 10. Like, yeah. I mean, 50-50, when it fails, he blows himself up. But fuck it. Yeah. It would be I'm no totally more than he deserves. <laughs> <laughs> and lo, we would laugh and laugh and laugh. Indeed. Is that it? That's all of them. That's all That's of them. That's Sayurkana. Ended on a high note, man. That's a hell of a one to close on. Yes, sir. That is awesome. So, yeah, and look at that. 55 minutes. Yeah, so, yeah. 
Saturday favorite favorites. I'm a big fan of the uh, the terror sword. Yeah, the the sword, the is scary, a, the scary demon fucker. Yeah, yeah. made of made of scary nightmare nightmare, nightmare steel. steel. Uh, I like that one, and I like it's super good. I love it, but it is forty five points, so I don't think it's. I mean, it's like forty five points to insta win a challenge. The pentacles oh, every challenge. You'll insta win a challenge. Well, I mean, if the guy's swinging a paragon blade back at you, like you still got to live through that. Mm. Like, no initiative buff, but. Instant I mean, not if you're not Emperor's children. Like, just throw it into robots and laugh, laugh, and laugh. And laugh, <laughs> and laugh, and laugh. Yeah, I mean, like, an Emperor's child can take that for 45 points and just instant win everything. Yeah. Mm. The, uh, the pentacles that bring psychers down to initiative one, or the whole unit. Mm-hmm. That's good. I like that. Uh, I like the, the etheric bond for the mm-hmm. Eternal Warrior. That's mm-hmm. a solid one. Yeah, EW uh, psychers. Yeah, so yeah, there's cool. good stuff in there, and I not like a, the, not like a whole lot of duds. Thing. Like there were three or four that kind of seemed like duds to me. Um, the psyker shotgun is pretty cool too. Yeah, that seems like a lot of fun. If you've got a psyker, just like, oh yeah, I really want to buff iron arm, but I'm not in combat, so suck four strength seven AP two, I guess. Yeah, I mean it's <laughs> like smite but better. <laughs> yeah, mm. and I like the I just like the idea of him pumping it up like a nerf gun. <laughs> There's just a just a super soaker. <laughs> he just sprays down his opponent with a hot psychic flechette. <laughs> Very cool. All right, so that will wrap this episode up. Um, yeah. Any shout outs, Stephen? Uh, again, we have the uh, June game uh, on the eighth at Battlegrounds. Return to Grey Worm. There will be Demon Knights. There will be psychic shenanigans. Bring your Psyarchana. Uh, It'll be fun. There you go. Indeed it will. Um, I'm going to have a weird shout-out tonight. Sure. Um, my shout-out is going to be for historical games campaign systems. Um, I've been thinking about it. It gets mentioned every once in a while that I'm doing some historical wargaming now. Mm-hmm. And those campaign systems are just way better than GWs. Really? And they can be ported over pretty easily. Hmm. Um, so if you guys are wanting to run, you know, a map based campaign with maneuvering your armies around, um, instead of just, I go to this hex and attack this hex, uh, maybe ask one of your historical nerd buddies or like search the interwebs and find something cool and give it a little tweak. Yep. And if you think you don't have historical nerd buddies, just casually drop some references to six millimeter civil war and see who's interested. You'll know. (laughs) See who perks up. (laughs) Yeah. You'll see them. It's always that guy. Yeah, there's always one. Remember, we are all amateurs compared to historical miniatures, people. <laughs> I just paint 1,400 models in three weeks, so yeah. Yeah, you're, you've been elevated. We are <laughs> now amateurs I, in your I shadow. I ascended. Yeah. <laughs> Careful talking um, like that. You're gonna, as the hair goes, so you. the models come. <laughs> <laughs> that honestly doesn't seem like the worst trade. You don't have to pay for haircuts. True, true. I'll get there eventually. Yeah. I'm still paying for haircuts now. I don't get a discount, sons of bitches. But <laughs> for only doing half of your head. Right? Like, you would think. Uh, oh, man. Think. So that's what I got. Nice. Uh, Nova Open 2019 this year. Wednesday night. At the Remembrance Retreat up at the Nova Open Charitable Foundation Lounge. We're going to be running some trivia. Well, Austin's going to be running some trivia. Oh, well, uh, it'll, be it'll be co-hosted. Um, oh, I good. think Jesse's going to co-host with me, and then we will have uh, Jason and Dave from Heresy Grad School. We'll be there as well. Um, 
haven't quite decided if they're going to participate or just be the adjudicators of final correct answer. You'll find a bunch of us up there. It's and true. yeah, most most of the podcasts I think will be up there either participating or just like hanging out. Or drinking and uh, or both. Oh, everyone will be drinking except for Jason who does not. What we should do um, is... So buy um, him drinks, and he will perforce be forced to give them to me. It'd be good. Uh, what <laughs> we should do is we should get a uh, Remembrancers Retreat bingo card. Just meet every member of the retreat. <laughs> Find Why us. would you force people to do that? Yeah, that's that's a terrible idea. That's because yeah. nerds Nobody love, should meet all of us. Don't stroke your ego like that, Steven. Because nerds don't love stroke your If you see like Steve that. at Nova and you recognize him, say nothing and walk away. <laughs> Take a hole puncher and punch him. If you make eye contact with me, I'll know that you know, (laughs) and there will be no escape. Oh, goodness. No, yeah, because nerds love competition for poorly defined prizes. (laughs) And the prizes are poorly defined at this moment. (laughs) Speaking of poorly defined prizes, um, you've got a a prize thing going on. Yeah, uh, actually, I guess now is as good good a time as any to talk about it. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. For the Remembrancers Retreat's uh, first annual charity drive, what we are going to be doing is a uh, massive bits giveaway. We've probably sourced somewhere in the neighborhood of several thousand bits so far. Or five. Or five. five. Somewhere between five and 5,000. Yeah, anywhere between that. A non-imaginary integer number of bits. Um, And they're all going in a jar. Or several jars. Or several jars. There's actually going to be one jar that everybody is going to be competing for. Uh, there will be two smaller jars as consolation prizes for the second and third place. But the concept is simple. You see the jar. You guess how many bits are in the jar. If your guess is closest to the total number without going over, you win the jar. Yep. And this jar will be at Battlegrounds in Midlothian, Virginia? That's true. Yep. Um, you. I guess I should tell you what the... Uh, what the charity that we're actually benefiting is, is the Second Life uh, Childhood Cancer Charity. It, it fights childhood cancer, obviously. Uh, for $5, uh, you can buy one guess. There will be a link to the page where you can uh, donate, posted very soon. So be on the lookout for that. Very cool. There's also going to be a big actual official post uh, coming soon with all the rules and everything. So that will be fun. Excellent. If you like bits. And there are a shit ton of bits. Stephen yeah. came through my horde of bits <laughs> and just clipped away. Clipped, clipped away for several hours. Yeah. Um, it did not like get all of thing. my bits. Yeah. <laughs> it he wasn't saw, over he, quickly. Yeah. I did not enjoy it. The whole, <laughs> the whole nine yards. Um, but yeah, so there, there's a shit ton of bits from all over. Um, yep. It's 30K, not just a, 40K, yeah. fantasy. Um, there's some third party bits in there. There's some third party bits, mostly GW stuff, but there's some third party bits in there as well. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And the pile is only growing it's until true. we officially uh, yep. kick it off, which just, might have already happened. Also, I'd like to say, they're all pre-clipped, too. That's they true. are all pre-clipped, which... Yep. You won't have to do any clipping. All you will have to do... Is, well, is, I'm not going to... Nope, never mind. You won't yeah. have to do anything except win. There you go. Well, you will have the unenviable task of sorting exactly what you won, but... Help raise some money for charity and get yourself a shit ton of bits. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's... Mm-hmm. It's a lot of bits. I'm not looking forward to counting it. Nice. <laughs> oh, man. All right. So with that, um, be sure to follow us on Facebook and Twitter at RR30K Podcast. Check out our website, RR30K.com. Uh, be sure to like, follow, subscribe, all that good stuff. And with that, my name is Jesse, Stephen, and with Stephen and Austin. Have a good night and keep those dice rolling.
You guys can say but Oh, I'm sorry. There we go. <laughs> yeah, we were waiting for the bell. <laughs> Have a good night, everybody. Adios. Bye. For more Horus Heresy goodness, be sure to follow our Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at RR30KPodcast. You can also find us at our website, rr30k.com.